0: He had a few tricks under his heart. Maybe if this thing can just take a second bite, I will escape. Just a second bite, I will escape. But little did he know that it would not come from him. Is what we call the hippo factor. So that no matter where we find ourselves, whatever the issues of life that may weigh you down, I want you to be rest assured there is a God factor. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh you're not hearing me. No matter what you face, the intensity of the issue may be such that it's weighing you down. You saw the wildebeest with every strength he had, he was pushing. And you feel like you despair of life. I want you to know, but for God, you and I are here today Because God made a way. The issue you think is going to be the end of you, I want to assure you, is just a lie. Do you remember the children of Israel? They stood in front of the Red Sea. There was the Egyptians behind them. There's the Red Sea in front of them in their own imagination, they could not have thought that the way out of this thing was that God would open the way. They were thrown between a rock and a hard place. They couldn't figure where to go except to curse Moses out. But for God. Problems are going to come. In fact, Jesus assured you. He said, in this life, you will have what? I said to some people, you can't faith tribulation away. It is what you do when it comes that matters the most. As long as you're living on earth. You have examples after examples in the scripture. You know one that comes to mind is in... I believe in 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 15. I was just sitting down there. Gehazi woke up one morning and he saw a mighty army in front of them. And I like the word he used. Alas. Have you ever had any issue come and someone comes to you and said, "Alas." You know what alas means? is an exclamation from a heart of pain. Gehazi looked around, and he said, for sure, this is over. When I look at this, I don't think there's a way out of this. Alas, master, you and I, we're over, because it's just two of us against what I see here. And Elisha in a place of rest. (laughs) I can imagine how he looked. He must have just chuckled. He said, You see, I couldn't see anything. I just had to nod my head. Chill. Just so you will know why I'm at rest, God, open his eyes that he may see that those that be for us are more than they that be against us. I want to assure you today day that be for you is way, way, way more than what stands against you. Remember Moses' question to God in Exodus chapter 33 verse 12. Who will go with us? The first question he asks God, who will go with us? The second question, show me your ways. In verse 13, God came around in verse 14 and said to him, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. I want to submit to you that it is in the place of rest you can clearly hear God. The intent of your problem, because your problem has a voice. The intent of your problem is to distract you. But if you can learn to enter into the rest of God. No matter how insurmountable that problem may look. You are already an overcomer. The scripture tells you you are more than conqueror through him that loves you. I want to submit to you, the things that weigh us down in life, sometimes, as big as they look to us, it cannot daunt God. Even when your back is against the wall... And it seems there is no way out of this issue. There is the factor of the God, the Father that you have. You know now I can understand why Jesus Christ was always calm when issues were brought to him. First off, they came to tell him somebody that he loved was sick at the point of death. And Jesus calmly answered them, this is not to death, but to the glory of God. It could have gotten emotional as well as, oh my God, what did the doctor say? The doctor said that? Is that the reality of the diagnosis? In fact, the, do- the statistics have proven that those that are diagnosed with that issue, 99% of them die. Listen, there is the God factor. But Jesus answered them and said, this is for the glory of God. Remember some time ago we talked about Gideon. Gideon asked God to prove to him that he was real. God had to tell him, okay, go to the camp. I think he just want some sort of reality. Just go to the camp. And he was hearing another servant talking about their own victory for Gideon to be assured that God has given him the victory. The same Gideon, having heard that, now turned around and said, this battle is for God and is for Gideon. In other words, this victory is for me and is for God. No wonder the scripture tells us in Romans 8, all things. Say with me, all things. Say all things. Work together for your good. Pastor just gave a good example. The AG had giving the... Is it Deputy AG? Had giving his own rendition of why something should be. But there was a God factor. No matter the odds that are stacked against you. I want you to know, but for God... The only thing God wants us to do is to be at rest. Because in the place of rest, you are saying to God, you are my confidence. You are my security. I don't have any other way but you. It is not a plan B. There's no plan C. You are the only one that my eyes are fixed upon. You may have been entitled to that promotion since three years ago. You may have thrown in the bid for a contract 40 times. You may keep going to this office and you're facing this guy that don't like you and he seems to be the one that should promote you. Or you come home and it seems the peace that you should have at home, you don't have it. Whatever life issues may be, I'm saying to you today, except you enter into the rest of God, every of this issue will seem as if you are about to sink. The Bible says there is no temptation that has come upon us such as is not common to man that God will not in that same temptation make a way of escape. I asked this question on Wednesday. The problem you had seven years ago where you thought you could not come out of it. Did you come out of it? Did you survive it? Did it kill you? So my thing is, why do we keep fretting when issues come? It is because we have not found our rest in God. Adam did not ask God to provide food to eat. God provided before Adam came to the sin. Adam did not ask God for a place to say, God provided before Adam came into the sin what God longed for with Adam was just fellowship. Because it's in fellowship with God where you have him as your anchor that whenever issues come, you can gain direction. You can gain perspective. You can understand that this is not my demise. It is not for my demise. It is the beginning of something good in my life. Everything is about perspective. But perspective cannot be gained as a Christian until I know who my anchor is. And I stay connected, to my anchor. That's the truth. And I said last week, we all have different storms in our life. They all just vary in intensity. Yours may not be, alas! Yours may just be, you know what? This little boy that I've been telling to do this stuff has not done it yet. And every time I keep telling my child, do this, they don't do it. And it may not look like it's a big thing, but it seems to be a sort of concern for you. And you think you figured out a way for it. But the Bible says, commit your ways to the Lord. He will direct your path. Listen, the, the scriptures are there for us as examples to live from. Listen, I can give you testimonies from the scripture and I can also give you testimonies about my life. I promise you I'm at a place now where if God does not do it, I would not bother. There are too many things in my life that when I sit down, there are tears in in my eyes because I know except for God, there shouldn't be this peace and stability of mind. I should have lost my mind a long time ago. But I thank God for the truth of his word that says in repentance and rest is my salvation. The same thing I'm saying to you as my brethren this afternoon. It does not matter what the news is. There is a God factor in your life. I want us to open the scripture this afternoon, and I just wanna share a few things. I wanna answer the question, what do we do while we're at rest and we're waiting for the promise of God? Because for many of us, and for me especially, that's where sometimes the battle is lost. You've prayed about this thing. You believe your mind is at rest. And day in, day out, you're still not seeing the manifestation of these things. The question to you is, what do you do at that time? Would you please open with me to the book of Philippians chapter 4? Philippians chapter 4, please. And I'm going to begin from verse 6. Philippians chapter 4 from verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. It opens with be anxious for nothing. What does anxiety mean? It means you're afraid of the outcome of something. It means something that you're going through, you're scared of. That thing seems overwhelming to you. The scripture is now saying be anxious for nothing. But in everything... By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart. And you say to me, I have prayed. I believe God is my anchor. What do I do from this point? The Bible says, number one, do not be anxious. In other words, sometimes we have issues that after we prayed, we are expecting the thing to change like almost two seconds after. And then five minutes after you hear another bad report about the thing, that's when your heart gets overwhelmed. My God, I just thought I prayed about this thing. And the next thing that we're going to do that the enemy throws at us is we begin to fret. We are frantically looking for answers to that thing. And if we don't get the answers we want from God, we turn to man. Look at the wildebeest. All of his other friends were out there. Some of them were even grazing. Did you see some of them were flowing with them? They started from the one end. As the, as the croc was moving him, they were following with him. But none of them rendered help. The Bible says, woe is he that looks unto man in the time of his adversity for help. Because the arm of the flesh is going to fail you. You went to a presentation. And the girl that you're presenting to, the three people you presented to said to you, don't worry, you got it. It is yours. And on the strength of that word, you go out with confidence. The boss said it's mine because the box stops with them. They are the ones that will give me a final answer to this thing. And then they call you back three hours later. I'm sorry having looked through it. Because when you left that place, you actually thought they are able to do it. But there's no help in man. None. Because man is flimsy. It depends on the mood I'm in. You come to me, ask me for $20. I will tell you, I will give you. But per adventure, I stop by Macy's one way or the other. I realize there's a particular item I like. And I take that $20, I purchase it, the thing that I like. And then you come back to me and say, oh, I'm so sorry, Pastor Mary. I know you had asked me for that $20. Meanwhile, you had called somebody else and said, the, the $20, I'm going to get that in. I'm coming right now with my $20. And because you're looking to me to give you that $20. And the minute I said no, I can't give you any more. End of story. You become depressed. Because you have looked unto man for the answer. You found out the boss that has not promoted you likes Versace. You can't afford Versace, but you put money together. bought a Versace, a Versace bag, or a Versace shoe, whatever it is that they like. and say, boss, I just went to the store, and I think that because this is what you like, I really just want to be a blessing to you. Here, here's my gift. The guy takes it, he wears it to work the next day and the promotion you are supposed to get it gives it to another don't you understand that is god saying something to you that your help is not from this man that promotion neither comes from the east nor the west but it comes only from god because this man that you think can help you is also depending on the temperature of his own body When he's hot, he acts hot. When he's cold, he acts cold. That is human for you. But there is a God that sits on the throne, that rules in the affairs of men, that in spite and despite what you think, he is involved in what it is that you're going on and is ensuring that the outcome is for your good and for the glory of the kingdom. Be anxious for nothing. But through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known. Number one thing you don't do, don't be anxious. Number two, thanksgiving. If you can understand what thanksgiving will do. Listen, if you are not at rest in the first place, you can't give thanks. You have to be at rest to be able to give thanks. Thanks. Because thanksgiving says, I have peace of God within me, and through this peace, I want to thank him for the outcome of the matter. That's what thanksgiving says to you. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Listen, when you're at rest, you will even find out that you will lose the petition. You're just thanking God because you know it is done already. Number one, don't be anxious. Number two, have an attitude of thanksgiving. In fact, on the side, don't carry a face like you're carrying the world's problem. Sometimes people look at you and they know you already have a problem. And it's because there's no rest within. And the reason why we can't give thanks... Is because there's a lot of voices that are within, that are are clamoring for your attention. And you're asking yourself, why should I give thanks? In the midst of all of this, you are like the children of Israel at the rivers of Babylon. How can we sing the Lord's praise in a strange land? And the truth is, you should sing the Lord's praise in a strange land. Number three. This is where I'm gonna sit on for some time. Number three, take away the clutter. Say with me, take away the clutter. Most of us are defeated because of the things we open ourselves to. In other words, remember I said problems are voices. The problem is already telling you there's a problem. Then you turn on CNN. And the first thing that you hear is they've just done a research on headaches. They found out that headaches can lead to brain tumor. You have a headache. You are trusting God for healing. Then you turn on CNN. CNN says headache research has found out that a headache leads to tumor another problem begins these are the noises you want to shut out of your life jesus said be careful what you hear and how you hear it the reason why most of us cannot be at rest is the noises around us it is the things that clamor for our attention listen You are in need of help from God, and your sister turns to you at that time to tell you the problem that this problem brings. Listen, by the time she has finished rendering everything she has to say, you are already overwhelmed. You are depressed by it already. Do you remember when Hurricane Armour was coming? How many of you listened to the news? I didn't. I ran away from it. But I heard someone come to me and said, oh, you know, they moved it from stage three to stage four. Turned around and said, oh, I'm looking at my phone. They actually have moved it to stage five. So I said, what happens at stage five? He said, if I can clear all of Florida, I said, whoa, maybe they all should move to Atlanta. I said, what nonsense are you talking? I said, what do you want me to do? She said, because they said it's going to come all over to Georgia. I said, I believe my house will not be touched." What am I saying? You need to shut out the noise in your life. Stop going to people for help. And stop listening to negative influences over your mind. As long as those negative influences are there, they are the ones that that help to make the decisions that you make. If I'm not able to pay my bills, and my friend said, go to the pawn shop down the road. Take your jewelry and go pawn it. That's a counsel. That's a noise. So I take my, my jewelry to the pawn shop to pawn it in order for me to be able to pay a bill. Because I am listening to the voice of my friend. Or CNN says, Statistics have proven, those that are not able to pay their mortgage in the first month end up getting foreclosed. I'm telling you, these are the news that affects us. It is real, people. This is where we are. And CNN says, after first month that you can't pay your mortgage, be ready for foreclosure. And your heart is overwhelmed. Because... Your monthly mortgage is 1900 And you look at your account, all you have is $200. And you're wondering, how can this thing be? What I'm saying to you, except you learn how to tune out the voices that take you away from the place of rest, you will not enjoy the guidance of God During the issues that plague. Do not be anxious. Give thanks always. I mean look at someone like David. David said I want to build a house for God. Did he not say so? And the reason why God would not allow David to build a house for him. First Kings chapter 5 verse 3. His son came back to say, it's because he was a man of war. You know what war means? A lot of noise. He was involved in a lot of noise around him. And God knew he wasn't at that place of rest. To be able to help him build a house. You see, you you can only build something for God. Because you get God's guidance. You are at rest in him. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. He says, surely God can deliver you from the snare of the fowler. A thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. None can come near your dwelling place. Why? Because you have made Him your dwelling place. You are no longer moved by the issues of life. Because you have found him true and tested. That's why you can understand why David can look at Goliath and kill Goliath. You know why? You really need to start taking record of all the things that God has done for you. But for some reason as human, we tend to forget when another issue comes. But the only reason why David could face Goliath, he looked and he said, listen, I have a few victories under my belt. When the bear came, I killed it. When the lion came, I killed it. The same God that delivered the bear and the lion into my hands is able to give you as a meat to me, you Goliath. Many of us don't take cognizance of this thing. The other day, I was at a farmer's market, and I met someone that I'd known for a long time. We've not seen each other maybe two, three years. We greeted each other, and I was at the checkout counter. They rang everything for me. I think it was about 230 something dollars. And this person came right behind me, paid for it. But need I say to you, I was going to use two cards to pay for that thing. And the second one that was going to be the balance is a particular money for something else that I'd wanted to go touch. But I said to God, I need to get stuff in the house for these children. I'm trusting that you'll help me through. Just while I was about to give this card, he ran behind me. Ah, no, 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 this is on me. Now, it may look small to you, because it's two hundred and something dollars. But I'm saying to you, like David, this is one of the victories I have under my belt. So that the same God that did two hundred and thirty something dollars is the same God that will do four hundred and something thousand is the same God that will do a million because God with God nothing is impossible because I have been in a position where I've been between a rock and a hard place and it was only He that could deliver me I have been in a place where I looked at my bank account and it was zero and the next day I went in there it was a thousand seven hundred I did not know how we got. This except that I got a call and somebody said I have your account number and God said I should bless you I am telling you this afternoon it does not matter what the enemy brings to you shut out the noise in your life find your place of rest in God he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think because he is God and he is able That is the God that we serve. The God that said to Moses, lift up your rod and raise it in front of this Red Sea. The same God that parted the Red Sea when his children were between a rock and a hard place. Start taking record of all these victories. I learned one thing from Pastor Bank. One day we went somewhere and somebody paid for some food. He said, this is God, this is God. Even if you go to Chick-fil-A and they pay $5 for you, it is a victory, y'all. It is God telling you, I got you. It is God telling you, I am your pillar. It is God telling you, you cannot eat your food against a stone. The sun cannot smite you by day, neither the moon by night. I want to assure you that the storm is calm because of God. Except for God. It is the birth factor which is God. That is the confidence that could give me. When I could not pay my daughter's school fees, they denied her every loan that we could get. Little did I know it was God that was working. (laughs) And out of the blue, someone gave me 25,000. Listen. It was the day before the deadline. The deadline was a Thursday. And this girl was crying. My daughter was crying. And as a parent, there was a pain in my heart. Because I wanted to be humanly able to help this girl. But out of the blue but the God factor. She's in school still. And every time she goes to school, I remind her, you remember, I couldn't afford it the first time, but God came through. See, I am living every day in God I know she will graduate I know she will pay next month, I know she will pay next semester because when I thought it was impossible God made a way when I thought I could not get through it God made a way. But one thing I did not do was listen to negative voices around me. In fact, somebody counseled me. Maybe you need to remove her from that school and bring her back to where you can afford. And I looked and I said, if I listen to this, that means I feel I am defeated. But no, I am more than conqueror through him that loved me. I don't care if there was a deadline. If there is a deadline, deadlines can be moved because they are human comments. What am I saying to you? Pastor Larry used that scripture today. It was because the three Hebrew children were at rest. They could say to they could say to the king, King, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. If God is able to deliver us, is our God. Even if if He doesn't deliver us, I am at rest. I want you to know there is nothing that has come upon you that can kill you. It is impossible. There is nothing that has come upon you that can bring you down. It is impossible possible. The God that is on your side is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask. Stand up to your feet this afternoon. Stand up to your feet this afternoon. God is able. God is able. God is able. God is able. He did it yesterday. He will do it today. He has assured it for tomorrow. Do not be moved. Do not be shaken. The lies of the enemy They still remain the lies of the enemy. Let God be And every man a liar. Now you understand why nobody can tell me anything. I've been there. I've seen the place where it is impossible. And I saw the God of all possibility come through. I don't care what that man has promised you. Look unto Jesus the author and the finisher of your faith look unto him the bible says abraham was looking for a city whose builder and maker is god look for that city rest your heart upon him he is trustworthy the bible says they that put their trust in the lord they are like mount zion which can never be moved it abideth forever you become strong there is nothing that can move you no wonder david was at rest when he can say the lord is my shepherd i shall not want my god are you kidding me you know one of the things I said on Thursday, on, on, on Wednesday, that baffles me about David? This guy had enemies all around. He said, he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Imagine yourself in the medieval times. where the enemy and the foes, and where the foe and the allies sit down together. Wow. Imagine you on a dining table, and Jesus at the end of it, on your right is an enemy. On your left is an enemy. And Jesus is saying to you, I have prepared this delicacy before you. Look unto me. Do not look at your surrounding. If you look at them, you not eat. But set your eyes upon me and begin to eat what I have set before you. I'm saying to you this afternoon. Let your heart be at rest. Let your heart be fixed on Jesus. Because whatever he has promised you is able to bring it to pass. Lift your hands with me.